guest tonight, Marcus the Mad Dog Haugen. Quack, quack. And I'm your host, Barry. Because round two of the MLB playoffs starts today. I think it started this afternoon. There is a game going on right now. This is Monday, October 5th, 6 p.m. And the San Diego Padres are still alive. They are. We were both right about our series outcome, but not really about how it would happen. No, not exactly. We both said in three... And the two start, we said one of the starters would do okay, but neither did. They both were terrible. Yes. And, um, man, game two, it was so awesome in, I guess it was, I don't remember which inning, but Tatis came to bat. He had actually been hitting okay for most of the series. Uh, and I think the announcer was talking about like, this is the, it was Rick Sutcliffe being like, oh, this is when uh, real stars shine. And uh, uh, I actually write like Rick Sutcliffe okay, but that's his voice. He's kind of a moron, but, you know, lovable. I mean, his voice doesn't help him. Like, I feel like, I mean, myself included, but we all, like, are a little <laughs> bit captives of our own just, like, vocal tones. Yeah. I I mean, in recording a podcast, I hear my own voice all the time, and I hate it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, or like Gilbert Gottfried, like what else could he be but what he is? You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder when he became aware of his voice and realized this is what it is, and yeah. I have to be the Aflac duck. I mean, because like there are like he does like lean into it at times for sure. sure, but like even still, it's just like. Could you imagine that guy like presenting at like some sort of business conference? It would still be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if you went to a conference and it was just like some random presenter who you've never seen or heard before. Yeah. It's just like, I can't concentrate this. <laughs> now you see how productivity. <laughs> so that's, that's a impression. Oh, thank you. I've, I've actually done an impression of him before on, uh-huh. on the stage. Wow. Um, yeah, I, in watching that, I started watching videos for of Gilbert Gottfried just to prepare. <laughs> and uh, he, it's all I'm doing, doing stand up in like the mid 90s. And he's like, So I ran into Jack Dr. Kevorkian the other day. He says, Gilbert, how are you? And I said, Fine, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm fine. That was 90s humor. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, back to dopey Rick Sutcliffe voice. Yes. Anyway, he's talking about Tatis, and the Padres have struggled the whole series while still doing okay offensively, but not erupting. And then he homers, and, like, you could just feel the weight come off him. Not Not that there was so much weight. Like, this was, 
you know, a long time, like A-Rod type of slump in the playoffs. But man, he homers. Machado homers right after him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Will Myers <laughs> homers, not right after, but so Short the two of after. them, Myers yeah. and Tatis, just with these two home runs in that game, big ones for Tatis, and including a bat, nice bat flip, mm-hmm. which he's very famous for. Yes. But it was awesome. I mean, he is a star. Yeah, so good. Yeah. And this was his, I mean, he, he was an MVP candidate this year anyway. It's just yeah. like now he's more on the main stage. The sh- yeah. He's on, he's on, I guess it, the whole thing is called the show, but the playoff show, the yeah, October stage. And I mean, I feel like it was so hard to judge anything last season. I mean, this year it's the small sample size problem, but like last year, you know, he like, was very good but hurt for so much of the year and also the ball was crazy and so it's just like what like what is this guy like he's probably like pretty good power and very fast but like i don't think anyone saw him being like this prolific a power hitter at such a young age yeah was he considered as a prospect to have tools defensively because i know he struggled defense okay he struggled defensively last year and even yes. a little actually he was pretty good this year defensively. Yeah, I think he was more or less a plus this year. Like not an Uber elite, but definitely holding his own at the position at least. Which yeah. it shorts up, it's hard. Yeah. And the power, I mean, that's just kind of out of nowhere. He's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's shown that he could do it in the big moments. And mm. he's the star baseball needs. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just like, it's so fun. He's like a very like interesting, charismatic guy. Yeah. It's, it's not, not that they're like on the same level, but like their baseball has been in sort of the doldrums of like all the stars being like either like Mike Trout's who are <laughs> just like intentionally boring or like Bryce Harper's who just like haven't been very likable, I guess. Yeah. It's a clown question, bro. Yeah, yeah. Tatis is both likable and non-trouty, and so yeah. and there's like another a uh, whole crop of them. Um, it's true. Mookie Betts is a little older, but him and Acuna and he's a fun player. And uh, and uh, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's those are the stars. So yeah, they they win that, then they win. Their most convicted, convincing victory, I guess, in game three, where they still had to piece the pitching together through their bullpen. Yes. It was nine pitchers to pitch a shutout. Yeah. Pretty wild. Um, and Pomerantz and Rosenthal uh, kind of sucked in the first two games, but then yeah. pitched amazingly in the last game. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not Rosenthal's. I don't remember. I mean, it. It's a shutout, so no one was that bad. Yeah. Well, in game three, they were very good. Yeah. Um, So now, yeah, it's just like they're doing it without any starting pitchers, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it seems like they might be going into this next series with similar problems. I think (laughs) they, like, have... They have to set the roster by, like, noon tomorrow. Right. For sure, if they think Lamette or Clevenger can come back, but it's very up in the air. Yeah, last I heard is that 
uh, Clevenger is probably going to be on the roster and Lamette mm-hmm. probably not. Yeah, interesting. It's kind of like at least what my impression was going into this last series to now, it's kind of flip-flopped. Like I think they had been more optimistic about Lamette and now it looks like he's out for a while. Mm. Yeah, so I, I don't know, but still I have no idea when Clevenger will be available if he is. Yeah. And if they are, they, I mean, are they going to put out Paddock for the first game? They can't. He's been horrible. I guess Zach Davies has had a decent year against the Dodgers. So if I had to guess, he'll be guy number one. But he was horrible against the Cardinals, too. So, yeah. Do we'll they see. have any, like, I don't know, on their, their, their additional, their alternate team? Well, What's really coming back and starting to look like a huge mistake is they two years ago signed Garrett Richards, who was coming off a major injury on one of those, like it's a cheaper deal, but one of the years we're straight up paying you to rehab. And then year two is when we're like expecting to accrue all the value. And Garrett Richards has been like, I guess like a slightly above average pitcher, but he can be very, very good. Um, like there were times with the angels where he looked like he was going to be a superstar if he could stay healthy and it just never happened. And then this year, mostly healthy and just, you know, coming back and ups and downs, but a solid starting pitcher. And then in September, they were like, we have our, we have four guys ahead of you in the rotation. We're moving you to the bullpen because we're not going to need you. And so essentially they don't have him stretched out anymore. And now they could really use a guy like Garrett Richards very yeah. badly. Did he pitch out of the pen in the first, in the first round? Um, I honestly don't know. I'm sure he was on the team. I mean, if he was on the roster, then he must've because I think everybody pitched. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then he would be a great one to go. Even if he could just go like three innings. Yeah. Something. I mean, they had Craig Stamen start the game, so they're in desperate straits. Yeah, it's such a weird, it's such a weird playoff year. I I do like it, um, but this is a, a best of five series, right? Yeah. So it's again, I guess, a little longer. It'll go to Saturday if it goes five games. They they could kind of you know they get the off day afterwards, so if it's a short series, they could just kind of go all out and they i mean they're gonna have to have like yeah. pomerantz throw every day and probably rosenthal as well they're gonna be riding that bullpen really hard yeah yeah oh baby um cool so clevenger who still has a year under his contract next year um, yes, he they traded a lot for him, but didn't give up their top five prospects, right? Right. So who? Let, let me look up who their top five prospects are, because I'm wondering, do they have, are some of them um, pitchers that are supposed to be like great starting pitchers? Um, I know off the top of my head, Mackenzie Gore is mm-hmm. a super highly regarded prospect who is not going to be playing for them in the playoffs, but is supposed to be very good. Yeah, I see him as number one on yeah. on their list, and his ETA is twenty twenty, but <laughs> that must have been expecting a full season. Yeah. Uh, so he's has he 
Let's see, where has he pitched? I mean, he's three years into his uh, pro ball career, so he must have gone at least to double A. Yeah, I mean, they've been cooking him for a while. Mm -hmm. I think it's just... Yeah, I do wonder if they will bring up someone like that. But I guess Mackenzie Gore, maybe he was with the alternate team, but he couldn't have pitched much this season, or at least not in real games. Yeah. I mean, they also, like, they called up Luis Patino, who is Mm -hmm. supposed to be, like, another one of these guys, but I think they were using him solely as a reliever. And he's still a reliever. Yeah. He pitched in the last series, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they could just try to get him to go two innings. Um, Do you... I know San Diego wanted to turn themselves into a destination, and I think they yeah. have. I think a lot of free agents would want to play with this team. I don't know if they if the team has the money to sign, say, like Trevor Bauer, who's a free agent this year. It'd probably be a stretch. Like probably the reason they like made the Clevenger move was because uh, they aren't planning to do that. Right. Like they've got Hosmer costs a lot of money. Machado obviously costs a lot of money. I think they're not looking to put another like 20 plus million dollar guy on the roster. Yeah. And Bauer will be that. Yeah. Yeah. He was great in his outing. Yeah. He's well, I mean, very up and down career so far, but if he ever like could string together, like, a lot of good, like a few good seasons in a row, it'd be so valuable. Yeah. I mean, you probably had a, a Cy Young level season this year. Yes. You know, who, if he's been up and down, who knows how he'll do going forward. Well, and my understanding of him and stop me if you've heard this is that like he tinkers himself into problems. Okay. I've not heard this. Oh, I mean, he's just like psychotically like, always watching film, always like tweaking and slightly fucking with things to try to like make his pitches better or like mixing up the pitch mix and not just like being like, okay, this is working. Let's just ride it till it doesn't work. He's like constantly doing that stuff. And what it ends up doing is getting him into trouble where he creates problems where there were none. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that happened last year. Like it seemed like he just, had stretches where he completely lost his control. And it's because he was fucking around with stuff that (laughs) had been perfectly fine the year before. Yeah. And probably with, I mean, especially with something like very skillful, like pitching, it's all about repetition and just ingraining everything into muscle memory. And if you keep changing it, you don't get that, that repeated use. Absolutely. Like that's the whole thing that like makes pitching hard is like replicating that delivery over and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Mackenzie Gore, I'm going to look up top 10 by position of left-handed pitchers and Mackenzie Gore, according to MLB.com. And this was probably beginning of the season is the top left-handed pitching prospect in all of baseball. Hmm. So that'll be nice. He, I mean, he's de- yeah. he's definitely got to arrive next year as this team needs pitching. And he'll they have be players. a good add. And I think like the Padres have been pretty good. I, admittedly, Paddock horrible in the playoffs and had a bad year, but they've had 
starting to have a pretty good track record of guys coming up and being successful right away. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see if it goes that way, but yeah. I mean, how was Paddock the rest of the year? This was not a good year for him, yeah. especially we, the back end of it. Was he good last year or very good last okay. year? Like not necessarily like a strikeout master, but just like insanely like he has very good stuff. He goes in the zone, he attacks, he challenges hitters, and it worked out really well for him last year, and it has not gone that way this year. Yeah. Another person who had a, a good series for the Padres was Cronenworth, mm-hmm. which is just like he continues to... Weird, out-of-nowhere guy, yeah. yeah. He did have some terrible base-running mistakes, mm-hmm. but I feel like those are just kind of fluky. Yeah, although there are like some notorious... just idiots out there <laughs> who just never get the feel for it yeah i know notorious this this is different like javi baez is notoriously aggressive mm-hmm. but that doesn't seem like the same idiotic thing no who's a to, who's a notorious yeah who's a notorious idiot yeah, I'm trying to, like, think of one and if for some reason it's just like completely eluding me right now but like i can just like in my mind i like see a thing I watched on ESPN where it's like, this guy's caught in another rundown. It's like, oh yeah, this fucking guy. Yeah. But for some reason, the name is just completely eluding my mind. Here, whale. Okay, so uh, ha- so what are you thinking versus the Dodgers? I mean, Clayton Kershaw was great in the first round. Very good. And he doesn't always do that in the playoffs, as we know. Um, I... Yeah, you make your prediction first for this series. I mean, I think they're in trouble. Like Clayton Kershaw, if he is locked in and Walker Bueller, like they're going to be going up against those two the first two games. That's very, very hard to beat. And I mean, depending on how it's all spaced out, they're at least going to face one of those guys twice, Mm. if not both of them. The whole Dodgers pitching staff is so good. I think they're talking about Gonsolin or Urias for game three. Both of those guys are like young studs. It's just the offense is going to have to do a lot of work because the Dodgers also have a very good offense and there's just really not a lot of pitching left. Yeah, the Dodgers really have no weaknesses. I'm going to say... Dodgers in four is my honest guess. I think the Padres either get to like a back end guy or just get hot enough in the decent pitching performance one time, but I don't think they're going to even push it to five. I was thinking the same uh, Dodgers in four. I, I think the bats will be there for, San Diego as good as they can be against these starting pitchers and enough to win just to steal one game. Yeah. Um, even if Clevenger pitches game one, I guess that's their only chance of winning this series is if Clevenger goes game one and game five. Yeah. I mean, it's also like what Clevenger are they going to get back though? Cause yeah. if it's like what they really need is like an ACE performance. If it's a guy who can come in and give you like, three innings and give up one run. It's like, okay, like that's helpful, but it's not going to carry us to a win. Yeah. So I just, uh, I don't know enough about where he's at, 
but my guess is that he's not like seven shutout innings Clevenger right now. Right. And he didn't pitch all that much this whole season with the whole no. COVID suspension and <laughs> everything that went on with him. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like next year is the year for the Padres. We also been rooting for yeah. them and hope for them to pull it out in this series, but this is probably where it stops. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's real easy to imagine like health is always the like fingers crossed question mark, but like, Next year, if they could get into the playoffs with that lineup and like Clevenger, Lamette, Paddock, and Gore as like your four like playoff guys, that would be like really daunting. Yeah. What they have right now is just they're so banged up and Paddock is probably like seems like he's really like not feeling it. So Yeah. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. Unfortunately, but they've, they've definitely, um, uh, they've definitely arrived and they've shown they've now the baseball fans and even probably casual sports fans are aware that the Padres are an up and coming team and are like an actual right now team in some, in some ways. And they're going to be a handful going forward. Yeah. I think they're going to probably be a very trendy bet next year. Yeah. They were already like trendy to make the playoffs this year. It was just to make the playoffs. I could see them being trendy to win it all next year, but when they maybe shouldn't be the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's like one of those things where like people looking to like, what's our like best long shot bet it would be the padres a sexy bet a sexy yeah, pick sexy bet sexy bet <laughs> that's uh what they used to call betty davis <laughs> wow well i hope that she liked that yeah I, it was um <laughs> it was by her mother so it was, oh, it was okay. like a family well, nickname interesting for her mom to it was well, maybe she's just building her up not objectifying her yeah it was like hey you're you're good Feel good yeah. about yourself. That's nice. That's very nice. Everyone needs a little bit of mom breath blowing <laughs> their sails the right way. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Paddock could use some mom breath. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see Paddock's mom really come out there to the mound and give him a pep talk. <laughs> I can see that. That's like something that happened in Rookie of the Year. Yeah, or like a new, like similar type of movie called like Manager Mom. (laughs) Oh, I used to have an idea for like one of those movies starring Manny Ramirez. (laughs) And it's called Nanny Ramirez. And it's this thing where he's like washed up and like he essentially gets a GM to agree to like let him come on as like a 25th man bench bat. As long as he'll also look after the GM's kids while he's working. <laughs> this is this is fantastic. Yeah, I wish. If I, only Hollywood would get behind me. <laughs> if only they would return my calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess Manny's too washed up now. It wouldn't be believable. Yeah, it's been too long. Yeah. But there's that point when he was playing like on like the Cubs triple A team or something. Do you remember this? Or he was playing on some team in Iowa, I think. Was this after he 
kind of retired. Was this Maybe, after his stint yeah. with the Dodgers? Yes. Yeah. This was like he never made the major leagues again after he was doing this. But there was like this brief stint where he was like playing in Iowa. Yeah. I don't really understand the context of it. I remember <laughs> the context of it. But. It does sound familiar. I, I remember Ricky Henderson playing with like, the Long Island Ducks in like his oh late forties. The Long Island Ducks is they're not even like affiliated with a team. They're an independent league. Yeah. They're uh one of the local radio stations where I grew up in New Jersey would announce games for another team in that division, which was uh the Newark Bears. Were you a Bears fan? <laughs> I was a Bears I was a Bears nut. Wow. Yeah. The Bears. The Bears from Newark. The Newark mm. Bears. So, so that's maybe some predictions for other series. We have uh, Houston versus Oakland. I don't know what the score is right now, so I won't look. Um, um, I'll say Oakland in four. I'll say Oakland in five. I just I feel like that Astros team is still very talented. Mm. Yeah. And they're just going to make me nervous. The sooner they lose, then I'll know I can be happy with whoever wins. <laughs> yeah, a part of me do, does, in that in that sense, want them to move forward just so mm. can make everything more interesting. Um, Yankees versus uh, uh, the D-Rays. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. I'll say... It's Yankees in four for me. Those bats are so hot right now. Yeah. I was gonna, I'm going to say Yankees in five. Hmm. Fair. Yeah, Judge just like act as if nothing ever happened. Yeah. Uh, we did Dodgers, Padres, and yep. Braves, Marlins. Braves in three. I think the magic is over. Yeah, <laughs> the magic of Mattingly. <laughs> I mean, I think that just like the Cubs, like, had so many just sort of like underlying problems as they've had for like the past few years that it's just kind of like, yeah, if any team was going to lose to the Marlins in the first round, it was going to be the Cubs because they just like get to the playoffs and they don't do anything. It's just what they do. Mm. Their, but, their offense was terrible this year, even though they have all this, the same team as that 2015 team. Yeah, or um, I play in, like, a keeper fantasy baseball league, and I had Rizzo for years, like, years and years, and I finally had to let him go this season because, like, the penalty wouldn't allow it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is sad. I have to let Anthony Rizzo not be on my team, and then he just totally ate shit. I don't know what happened <laughs> to him. Yeah, so he would have been a total overpay in your league. Oh, yeah, it would have probably killed the team to take him where he would have had to go. How did how did the fantasy season go with the sixty game schedule? I mean, overall, it was still like fun. Especially like I will admit that I got pretty bummed out early in the year with all those cancellations, and that's just like this just fucking sucks. I don't know how to evaluate these players when they're like playing significantly less games than each other. Like, and also like the escapism is gone when all these games are getting canceled. So. Once it seems like the team's figured out how to contain it and it settled in, it got to be pretty fun. Yeah. But that early season, man, what a big bummer that was. Yeah. 
Uh, did you end up finishing in the money? No, I didn't make it this year. I was holding on to third until real late. Someone got super hot and passed me. And then once it was like clear I wasn't going to finish in the money, like I just faded a little bit over the last couple weeks. And so ended up in sixth. Yeah, it's because your, your players found out they couldn't make the playoffs and they just kind of stopped trying. Yeah, they checked out. <laughs> So anyway, I'll I'll also do uh, Atlanta in three just for the fun of having a make, uh, predicting one sweep. Mm. Um, but I could see Sixto Sanchez having a good outing and maybe starting to get one. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's that's Major League Baseball. Um, you think the Heat have a chance at making this a series in the NBA? Honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if they if that version, I mean, they needed such an insane game from Jimmy Butler to win that. Right. I guess the biggest question now is like, do you, do we know when Dragic and Adebayo come back? I think Adebayo is more likely to come back. Yeah. Um, he might play next in Game Four. But like, my biggest question is like, how long Jimmy Butler can keep his legs with what he's had to do the past two games. Yeah. But the Lakers, like the problem has always been like, they're so top heavy. Mm -hmm. And so like, if you can take Anthony Davis out of the game, like they did last night, that suddenly becomes like not a great team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, man, and their supporting cast. I mean, Rondo's been great. Yeah. Like, but they get up and down performances from like Kuzma and, KCP. Well, and I feel like just like Danny Green essentially just becoming like pure shit has yeah. undone a lot of the games Rondo has made where you're like, okay, these guys were both like kind of like solid semi contributors. And now Rondo's pretty good. And Danny Green looks like unplayable recently. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause he was, he was a nice player for Toronto for like his whole career, but with Toronto yeah. in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. All right. Well, anything you'd like to plug before we get out of here? Um, what do I want to plug? Uh, I'll plug. Uh, there's a variation of cinnamon toast crunch that I've really been into. They make a churros cinnamon toast crunch now, just like a new shape of the cereal, basically. But it's good. It really changes your cinnamon toast experience. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah, I mean, just texture could make or break a cereal, so a new Very texture true. could change it, even though it's the same fla- cinnamon greatness flavored. Yeah, so churro cereal. Churro and cereal. as always, the army, the Armory comedy. Yep. Uh, I would also like to plug churro cereal and my Twitter handle, at Larry the Athlete, and subscribe to this podcast, Larry Knows Sports. Maybe even rate or review it. And uh, tell all your friends that they should have a great evening.